slides it out for Ekblad. Back to Hoffman, blocked by Polak and Price. Another spectacular stop. Broussard tees it up, and a save is made by Bobrovsky. Nelson, Marcel with the open net, and he scores! Hi, and welcome to the Locked On Islanders podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Gil Martin. I'm an Islanders columnist and historian, and I wrote the book Ice Wars, which covers the complete history of the Islanders' rivalry with the Rangers from 1972 to the modern era. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the weekend edition of the Locked On Islanders podcast. Hope everyone is doing well. The Islanders fresh off a 5-2 win over the Buffalo Sabres, setting up two more games with the Sabres coming up this weekend. We'll look back at last night's very well-played victory, analyzing the game, and we'll talk about uh, the best fourth line in hockey really doing its thing plus uh, another Islanders player who I think really did make a difference out there. More good goaltending from Ilya Sorokin. We've got our Islanders' birthday of the day, and we will look ahead to the two games this weekend against the Sabres. All that and more to come on today's show. If there's something Islanders-related on your mind, you have a question, a topic you'd like us to discuss, a comment you'd like to make and share with our listening audience, Please feel free to contact the show, the email address, LockedOnIslanders at gmail.com. If you leave your name and tell us where you're from, we're happy to mention you on the show when we talk about whatever it is that you want to talk about. You can also follow the show on Twitter, at LockedOnIsles, and you could follow me, Gil Martin, on Twitter, the Twitter handle, at IceWarsNYRVSNYI. We'll keep you up to date on all the latest news, notes, and happenings concerning your Islanders. And, of course, I also do tweet during almost every Islanders game. So, a big 5-2 win. And, you know, the good thing about this game, and there were a lot of good things about this game, but the Islanders really, the concern coming in, you had a few. Number one is you didn't want to play down to the competition. You didn't want to take the Buffalo Sabres lightly, you want to continue the point streak, and you do it by putting in the effort, and the Islanders really made it clear quickly that that was going to be the way this game was going to be played. In the first period, Islanders outshoot Buffalo 18-6, to really essentially putting the pedal to the metal, as they say, and getting on the board with the first two goals of the game. And it was just great to see the the way that they played. Now, in the second period, they let their foot off the gas a little bit. You had the, the goal by Hall to make it 2-1. to one, But overall, after that little interlude, the Islanders came back, got another goal, uh, outshot the Sabres in the second period 14-5, to five, and then outshot them in the third 13 to 7. Overall, when you get 45 shots on goal in a game and only give up 18, the odds are very much in your favor that you're going to come out of this game uh, looking good. And if you look at the statistics, the one thing I really loved about this game out of the Islanders forwards, 
every forward on the roster except for the third line. Everybody had at least one point. And I'll tell you something else. That third line, which is Pajot, Dal Cole, and Wallstrom, they played well. And they they really did create some opportunities. And, you know, I had no issue with anything they did out there. The other concern you had coming into this game was that, you know, the Sabres are struggling on the ice, no question about it. They're struggling to score goals. We talked about it uh, on yesterday's show when we previewed it, but they had a great power play. And part of the important things that we discussed coming into this game and that I know Barry Trotz was telling his players before the game is stay out of the penalty box. Well, how many power play opportunities did the Buffalo Sabres have last night? Try zero. None. Not one power play chance by Buffalo in this game. You want to make sure that the opposition's really good power play doesn't beat you? Don't give them any chances. And that's what the Islanders did. And that was smart hockey and it was good hockey. And they, they ended up drawing three penalties of their own. Didn't score on the power play, but I'm not discouraged by that. Mainly because, you know, what did they have on the first power play? Six shots on goal in two minutes. Set up a lot of scoring chances. Good puck movement. And look, sometimes you just tip your hat to the goalie and you say, hey, uh, he made some good saves. But on those three power plays, the Islanders were generating a lot of chances. And you play like that on the power play, uh, most games, you're going to get at least one goal. And the Islanders truly didn't need one in this game. The other observation I'm going to make, uh, a guy who I think really does at times get overlooked and it, it's time that he stopped getting overlooked, is Jordan Eberle. And Eberle had a goal and an assist in this game. And if you look at the scoring for the Islanders, Eberle right now, nine goals, five assists. That's 14 points uh, in 23 games. So, But the nine goals uh, puts him tied for second on this team with J.G. Pajot, and, you know, Eberly probably doesn't get enough credit uh, when you start talking about guys who are really contributing to the success of this Islanders team, and, you know, Jordan Eberly is a quality scoring winger. Ideally, I think he belongs on the second line of a very talented offensive team, but he's capable on that first line, and, you know, his ninth goal, sure, he's in Cy Young territory with nine goals and five assists, but, uh, you know, he's on pace, uh, really, if this season was at a normal length, he's on pace, uh, realistically, for about a 33-goal season, and that's uh, a good place for him to be, so, Good plays by Jordan Eberle, the goal, the, the the assist, he used his speed, he used his hockey sense, and I just was really impressed by that. And I also have to give a shout out, before we get to our next topic, to Ilya Sorokin, who won his third straight game, 
he has given up a grand total of two goals in his last three starts. And I love the idea that the Islanders started Sorokin in the first of these three games, which probably means that Sorokin will play Sunday as well. So we're now starting to see closer to a 50-50 split with all these, you know, back-to-back games and three games in four nights and and that kind of thing. The Islanders are going to need Ilya Sorokin to be on top of his game. And last night, he truly was, got the job done. And those numbers, if you look at his statistics, they're starting to come down. The goals against average, the save percentage is up. And he's going to start looking like the guy who was so good in the KHL. All right, we're going to talk about the performance of the best fourth line in hockey and how they helped this Islanders team. We'll preview the weekend's games, have our Islanders birthday of the day, a lot more to get to on the Locked On Islanders podcast. Islander fans, today's episode is brought to you by our friends at betonline.ag. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. The football season may be over, but the NBA and NHL are in full swing. March Madness is just around the corner, as is Major League Baseball. And look, maybe you want to take your knowledge of the Islanders and the NHL and make a few extra dollars on the side from it. BetOnline also covers awards, TV shows, and reality TV. They'll give you real-time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. BetOnline has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds, and it's the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign on today, and you'll receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit with the promo code Locked On. So, you put in $100 into your account, they'll put an extra $50 in absolutely free. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. Today on Locked On Today, we have Big Ben back in yellow and black, but is that a good thing for the Pittsburgh Steelers? Get more of the sports news you need in less time with the Locked On Today podcast. Subscribe to Locked On Today wherever you get podcasts. So the best fourth line in hockey was at the top of its game last night. Matt Martin uh, with two goals, and they did put him out there trying to get him uh, a shot at the hat trick late, but it did not end up paying off. Cal Clutterbuck had an assist. Casey Sezikis had a pair of assists. And, you know, they had two goals that Martin scored And the fun thing about it, that first goal was a strange angle shot that went in off the goaltender's head, but it was kind of a goal scorer's kind of goal. And then, you know, the second goal was great work in the corners by Casey Sezikis and Matt Martin, and eventually Martin got the puck, got his own rebound, and put the puck home. Clutterbuck did a great job of positioning himself defensively in case the Sabres won that battle along the boards, but the Islanders end up winning it. And it was just exactly the way you want that energy line to set the tempo and to play hockey. Keep the puck in the Buffalo zone, get on the attack, forecheck, tire out the other team, and create scoring chances. And how does that fourth line 
create scoring chances. It's not with fancy stick handling and with uh, breakaway speed. It's really about outworking the other team. And that's what this fourth line did for the New York Islanders. And, and, and that's really what you want to see. And it was also encouraging to me that Barry Trotz put the fourth line out on the ice to start the game, which he had gotten away from in the last few games. And I like having that fourth line out there first. They set the tone for the way this team wants to play when they're playing well. And that is a good sign when when that fourth line is on its game. And, And they really were last night in this one. And look, you know, Matt Martin had 11 minutes, 30 seconds of ice time. Cal Clutterbuck, 13 minutes, 41. Casey Sezikis, 12.29. You're getting that much ice time for two reasons. Number one, the fourth line is playing well. And number two, the team is ahead and you certainly want to, you know, wear those guys down and get them out on the ice. As for Matt Martin, 23 games this year, four goals. Last year, he had five goals in like 55 games during the regular season and then five goals in the playoffs for the Islanders. As of right now, again, if we put this out and make it into an 82-game season, Martin is on pace for roughly, uh, let's say, 15 goals on the year. And... You know, you get a fourth-line guy, you get Clutterbuck, Sezikis, and Martin out there, and each one of them gets between 10 and 15 goals on the season, you'd be very happy, especially the way they also check and forecheck and play well in their own zone. You get that kind of production from the fourth line along with those other benefits and the way they set the tone, that creates, you know... a lot for your hockey team. So, uh, you know, Matt Martin has to get a lot of credit. He's getting the job done. And that fourth line really did set the tone. Now, uh, Oliver Wallstrom's point streak came to an end, but can't say I'm all that concerned about it. He had chances. He played well. uh, And... You know, not a concern. One other little note I wanted to make, Noah Dobson getting things started for the Islanders, scoring the first goal of the game. Dobson was a plus two, played well. And how about Andy Green? 18 minutes, 13 seconds of ice time. No goals, no assists, but a plus four out there for Andy Green, who had a strong overall game And the Islanders really got the job done in almost every phase. They didn't let up off the gas except maybe the early part of the second period and just overall played a strong hockey game. And when you're up against a team that is struggling like the Buffalo Sabres are and now the Islanders are playing them three games in a row, you have got to take advantage of it. And it's very difficult to beat a team three games in a row, and the Islanders are going to, you know, work on trying to uh, get to a second game in a row on Saturday, and we'll preview it later on in the show, 
But you've got to at least get, in my opinion, five out of a possible six points. Minimum of four. You'd prefer five or six. But you got you to gotta take advantage of a team that's struggling like the Buffalo Sabres are. And the Islanders went out and did exactly that in this game. You got to love the way they played. They dominated the shots on goal more than two to one. They were better in the faceoff circle and they kept Buffalo from getting any power plays. So, you know, you check off almost all the boxes in last night's game and that's the kind of hockey you want from the Islanders. And guess what? If you look at the standings right now, if you look at the standings, the Islanders and the Washington Capitals tied with 30 points. Yes, Washington has a game in hand, but you know what? The Islanders are tied for first place right now, and you can't ask for too much more than that. We've got more to get to. We'll preview this weekend's games against Buffalo, plus our Islanders' birthday of the day. All that and more still to come on the Locked On Islanders podcast. Islanders fans, every Friday on Locked On NHL, join Joe uh, DiBiase of Locked On Sabres and Tom Guzzola of Locked On Oilers as they round up the biggest stories of the week in the NHL and get you prepared for the league's busy weekend slate of games. From breaking down the latest blockbuster trade to sizing up the rivalry matchups on Saturday night, Joe and Tom have every angle of the league covered to close your week. Subscribe to Locked On NHL wherever you get your podcasts. All right, time for our Islanders' birthday of the day. And uh, we are going to be, again, uh, a day early. As Saturday is the 49th birthday of former Islanders center Chris Taylor. Taylor drafted by the Islanders in the second round back in 1990. And never really reached the heights that were expected of him. He played his junior hockey with the London Knights and scored 50 goals one season there, went over 100 points three years in a row in the juniors and and yet never really approached that level in the NHL. Made the Islanders for the first time during the 94-95 season, played a few games the following two years and then was shipped to the Boston Bruins organization, later played for the Buffalo Sabres, and then finished his career in Germany uh, before then once again coming back uh, in the AHL. 149 career NHL games, 11 goals, 32 points, add two postseason games uh, played with Buffalo, which I guess is appropriate considering the Islanders' uh, opponents. We're going to look back at one of his better games with the Isles. We take you back to April 18th, 1995, where the Islanders are hosting the Quebec Nordique. And this would have to be one of the last games that the Nordique played in the regular season in Quebec. They, uh, you know, moved to Denver and became the Avalanche the following season. Islanders, uh... Going against the Nordique, Stefan Fisse, the goalie for Quebec, Tommy Salo in between the pipes for the Islanders. Derek King got the scoring underway just three minutes and nine seconds into the game. Bill uh, Heward in the box for boarding, and King scored his 10th from Ziggy Palfi and Chris Taylor, our Islanders' birthday of the day. Goals by Ray Ferraro and Kirk Muller rounded out this first period scoring. 
and the Islanders had a 3-0 lead. In the second period, Quebec getting on the board a shorthanded goal late in the period uh, with Stephen Finn in the box. Joe Sackick gets a shorthanded goal. Claude Lapointe gets the assist. It's 3-1, but then Marty McGinnis, his eighth from Pat Flatley and Scott Lachance, and all of a sudden, it's 4-1 Islanders after two. Paul McDermott got Quebec back to within two, but Ziggy Palfi, his seventh, from Chris Taylor and Derek King closes out the scoring. The Islanders end up with a 5-2 win over first place Quebec uh, in their division. And as far as our Islanders birthday of the day, Chris Taylor, two assists in this game, a plus one and four shots on goal in this one as the Islanders beat the Nordique. Tommy Salo, 40 saves as the Islanders were outshot 42-38 to in what was really uh, a shootout kind of a game uh, in the mid-90s. So Islanders beat the Nordique 5-2, two assists for Chris Taylor. He is our Islanders' birthday of the day, and we wish him a happy 49th and many, many happy more. The Islanders have two more games this weekend against the Buffalo Sabres, both of them at the Nassau Coliseum. And the key, really, for the Islanders is to keep riding this momentum. The Islanders now have points in six straight games, 5-0-1 over that stretch, and they are on this homestand, and you've got to absolutely take advantage when a team like Buffalo is struggling. So the schedule has changed due to some of those COVID cancellations and the original game was scheduled for Friday that has been postponed so it is Saturday at one o'clock in the afternoon and then Sunday at 12 noon uh those are the two afternoon games for the weekend and the Sunday game by the way is on NBC so the Islanders getting a little national attention this weekend and that's a good thing because you know what If I'm the New York Islanders, one thing this team doesn't get enough of league-wide is respect. And you get a chance to be on national TV, go show the country and Canada, you know, show North America, hockey fans throughout North America, how good you are. And the Islanders have a chance to do that. I expect that Ilya Sorokin will start Sunday and that Simeon Varlamov will start Saturday, so... Uh, That is, again, not confirmed, but the logical uh, assumption based on the fact that Sorokin played last night should be a very interesting game. Again, Buffalo, a talented team, but they're struggling right now. And for the Islanders, you can't take your foot off the gas and be the team that Buffalo finds its groove back against. You got to keep your, you know, you've got them down. You can't let them get back up. And the Islanders hopefully will be able to do that. A great effort last night all around. And, you know, the good thing is every night, different players contributing to the team's success. Don't want to overlook Jordan Eberle. The fourth line did a great job. Anders Lee uh, did another, you know, had another strong game. This team really is playing some good hockey. That's going to do it for us on today's show. We'll be back Monday with a 
full recap and analysis of both games from this weekend. Again, follow me on Twitter during those games, and I'll keep you up to date on everything that's going on. Have a great weekend, everybody. Stay safe, and of course, let's go Islanders!